No longer an apartment 125, but it is surely unfiltered. Welcome back to 125 Unfiltered. Going to be talking about UNC season opener against Florida A&M. It was a fun one, a night game, a little bit of rain at the start, but everyone loves a nice season opener win. UNC beat the Rattlers 56-24, to and I'm here to break it all down for you. You might be able to tell my voice is a little shot. You know, we were cheering hard at the game. Uh, definitely a lot of fun again. Great to be back in Keenan Stadium. Love the atmosphere. Let's just hop into the game analysis. So, UNC coming into this season unranked. A little bit of the underdogs. A little underrated, people are saying. And, you know, they, especially in the fourth quarter, beat beat down FAMU 56-24. Drake May had an amazing debut, 29 of 37 294 yards, five touchdowns, also ran for 55 yards, no turnovers, a very clean game from Drake May, I would say. The running game, it was all about the freshman. Amarian Hampton, 14 rushes, 101 yards, two touchdowns. He looked amazing. George Petaway, four rushes, 51 yards, one touchdown. That was in the fourth quarter. Had a really nice 29-yard scamper up the middle of the field. Uh, both of these freshman running backs lived up to the hype, I would say, especially Hampton, who seems like he's going to be getting the bulk of the running back one uh, carries. Now, when it came to the passing game, it was it was all spread out, I would say. Josh Downs, he obviously led the way. Nine receptions, 78 yards, two touchdowns. Great to see Josh Downs back and catching touchdowns. The Drake and Josh connection, it was 7-11 last year. It's now Drake and Josh this year. So, uh, they're going to be connecting for many more touchdowns because, I mean, Josh Downs, one of the best receivers in the country. He showed his great hands yesterday, great route running, made some tough catches. Um, so, but, but it wasn't just him. Again, I mean, Bryson Nesbitt, four receptions, 53 yards, one touchdown. Gavin Blackwell had a touchdown. He had 36 yards on four catches. And Kamar Morales had a touchdown in the first quarter, the first touchdown of the season for the Tar Heels. Uh, J.J. Jones also had three catches. So it wasn't just Josh Downs like we kind of saw last year where he'd have 11 catches and then the next person would have like two or three. Like there were multiple players with three, four catches for, for Carolina getting, I mean, four different receivers with touchdowns. Uh, so I really like how Drake may spread the ball around and it definitely showed because this young receiving core who we have talked about being unproven, but very talented showed a lot of their promise yesterday. Uh, and I think what I'm kind of calling the death lineup when you've got, uh, Gavin Blackwell, uh, Josh Downs in the slot, J.J. Jones on the outside, but then also Nesbitt at the tight end spot, who's just an, a matchup nightmare at the tight end position. We saw it yesterday. Uh, Drake May is going to have his good choice of receivers, and I really liked, again, how he spread it around. So offensively, aside from the third quarter, I can't really complain that much. I mean, uh, we almost scored 60 points, should have scored 60 points, but we had a touchdown overturned in the last minute of the fourth quarter. Uh, but... Aside from just a couple misses from Drake May and uh, maybe there's there's one bad play call on a fourth and three. It was just a throw to the flat to DJ Jones. Nothing was really there. I would say the offense played played pretty well, uh, and this, I think this is what we can expect. Uh, it's they're gonna make a couple mistakes, uh, but it's a lot of talent, and it's gonna be a fun offense to watch. Now defensively, I think it was the Power Eccles show for sure. Ten tackles, nine solo, uh, two tackles for loss. He had a sack. Storm Duck had an interception. Uh, but we're going to get to the defense a little bit more later because they did give up 24 points uh, to Florida A&M. Uh, we were projected to win this game by 45, according to the spread, over in Vegas. Uh, but 
a couple good flashes from the defense. They forced three turnovers. They had two fumbles, uh, including the Storm Duck interception. By the way, great to see Storm back on the field. He's had an injury world career with, with Carolina, so it's great to see him uh, back out there. Unfortunately, we did lose Tony Grimes to an upper body injury pretty much first five minutes of the game, so we hope he's okay uh, because this defense, and I'll, I'll get to it when I get to my takeaways, but they – uh, they need to play a lot better than than what they showed yesterday, especially with how much hype with the defensive line. Did have three sacks as a team, but um, I thought Florida A M moved the ball very well uh, the first three quarters of the game. And man, I mean, they had some first play. First play, Storm Duck just gets juked out of his shoes. I mean, and then uh, whoever number seventeen is on our team just got absolutely mossed in the corner of the end zone. Didn't even turn his head around. I mean, these are just plays that concern you as a Tar Heel fan where it's like is this the same defense I mean is this gonna be the same thing even with new defensive coordinators so now let's get to my takeaways for this game Uh, I've kind of brushed over the general parts but let's go into the specifics Drake May let's start with him I'm really impressed with how he played you know he's a he's a redshirt freshman first game starting I know it's just your first uh, it's a non-conference you know Florida A&M not the best competition although I would say they put up a really good fight uh for the th- first three quarters you got to give them a lot of respect for for how they kind of stayed in it until the until later uh, in the fourth quarter but uh I thought Drake May had a fantastic debut he made some very tough throws I mean, the the one to Blackwell in the end zone, the, like across the body, rolling left, that's a tough throw to make. Um, the Ness, uh, the, not Ness, but the Morales touchdown, that's a beautiful throw. The like 49-yard scamper that he had, or 42-yard scamper, uh, on a third and nine, showed his mobility a little bit. He showed yesterday why he's QB1. And that's the most important thing because you don't want especially for him, you don't want to raise any questions for why you shouldn't be out there or why should, or why Jacoby Criswell should be out there. Uh, cause he, he missed some throws, you know, he had a couple to Josh Downs that were a little low or too high and, uh, they couldn't connect on it on every, uh, target. He did have 12 targets, only nine catches. I don't know why I said only, it's still a lot of catches, but, uh, he, he's still a freshman and you know, freshmen's they will have growing pains. We saw Sam Howell miss throws like this last year. I mean, this is nothing new for a quarterback. I'm not going to be too harsh just because, again, uh, with the stat line, I mean, 29 of 37, that's very accurate. I think he showed his accuracy in the different types of throws that he can make. Uh, and again, I think the really good throws outshine uh, the some, some of the bad ones that he missed. Uh, again, loved the different targets he went to. It wasn't just the Josh Downs show. And I think Sam Howell got really tunnel visioned last year. It was just Josh Downs and it was easy to double team him. But you see Drake first two plays of the game. He goes to JJ Jones. Then you see him go to Gavin Blackwell. Josh Downs didn't really have a target until like late in the first quarter. He was going to his tight ends. Uh, Copenhaver. He had two catches for 44 yards. Uh, Pretty much, I mean, the first three touchdowns should have been the three different tight ends, but Copenhaver draw, uh, had one that he that he couldn't bring down. Uh, but I just loved how he spread the ball around to to different receivers, makes the offense more unpredictable. We were running different different plays. I mean, it seemed like every play it wasn't the same. Like, okay, we're gonna run this this run play, and then the screen play, and then the slant. Like last year, it got very routine. I thought our playbook was so thin, but. I got to give credit to Phil Longo for the most part because I thought he called a pretty good game to get Drake May going early. 
uh, it wasn't a lot of deep shots. You know, he, he took a few, but it was the, the intermediate game. It was the short passing game uh, just to get Drake comfortable. And I think that is really going to help us as we progress through the season. Because again, I look at uh, the guys catching the ball. We have six very capable targets uh, with the three receivers and, and the tight ends. I got to say, I'm so impressed with the tight end room uh, with Morales and Nesbitt with the touchdowns. Again, even Copenhaver uh, and Again, Phil Longo, credit to him for getting his tight ends involved. We didn't see it much last year, and I think that's going to make this offense that more dangerous, especially with how versatile they are. Morales is good in the blocking game. Nesbitt, obviously, is going to be a red zone nightmare. Um, really, really happy with the looks the tight ends got, especially early, because I think it, it let Josh Downs kind of get uh, more comfortable, get open uh, later in the game. Obviously, he had the nice 27-yard connection with Drake. Uh, let's get to the run game before we move to the defense. Uh, the freshman. Again, this is their backfield. Get DJ Jones out of there. I'm not trying to hate, but he is not the answer. Five rushes for 10 yards as the starter. I don't get it. I just don't get the DJ Jones hype or the appeal. He doesn't have that explosiveness when he gets the ball. Like, you see Hampton, when he gets the ball, boom, he just bursts right through the hole, and he's going to hit someone. And then George Petaway, I mean just making guys miss. People are calling him on these guys on Twitter, uh, the new Javante and Michael Carter. And they, they, they kind of show it a little bit. Hampton's the big back, you know, he's going to bulldoze three people. He's not scared of the contact and Petaway's just so elusive. Seems like he's going to be pretty good out of the backfield. So why are we giving DJ Jones snaps at the start of the game? I, I mean, I know it's the, I know it's the freshman's first game, but they, sh- they're better. They are better than DJ Jones. I thought Caleb Hood ran hard. He looked better than DJ Jones. Elijah Green had eight carries for 69 yards, including a 46-yard run. He looked better than DJ Jones. DJ Jones looked like the worst running back on the roster, so why is he getting starting minutes? He should not be a starter. Throw the freshman in there. They show that they're ready to go. Uh, it's going to be a crowded backfield, but and, and I'm glad that DJ, and I, again, I'm not trying to hate on him, but if you're a starter, you got to show that you're the starter, and he just didn't. He just didn't at all. So I think it should be Hampton as the, as the main running back and then also mixing up with Petaway and Caleb Hood. More more Petaway, I would say, just because, I mean, again, the shades of Michael Carter, it's it's just kind of there. I'm, I'm going to ride the wave for a little bit. Um, but I love the young talent and how, and how they played last night. So offensively, I don't have that many complaints. Maybe for another game. We'll see. But let's talk about the defense now. Because the defense is a problem. First thing I was thinking, New Year, same defense. Because, man, they can't guard anybody. They they couldn't guard anyone. Jeremy Musa had a... I thought he played pretty well for Florida A&M. 279 yards. Uh, he had the one interception. But he had threw for two touchdowns. 28 of 38. Converting third downs. I mean... The secondary is just atrocious. The safeties, they are, what are they doing? I mean, thankfully, they didn't really get beat over the top, but just the intermediate passes, it's just, this defense isn't going to win us many games. And this is a defense that was supposed to be much, much better. Gene Chizik, you got to get your stuff together. Same with Charlton Warren, because, man, it nothing looked different. It, I didn't see many improvements. You, Power Eccles was the biggest improvement that I saw. And I love the Storm Duck interception, but he got burned a couple times. Florida A&M was moving the ball way too well. It was only an 11-point game going into the fourth quarter. They were in it. This was not a done deal until the fourth quarter. 
And again, three sacks is fine, but where's the dominant defensive line we are hearing about? With Dez Evans, where was he? Miles Murphy, he got involved a little bit, but I mean, it was I just thought it was just power Eccles and and that that was it. Noah Taylor had a sack in the first quarter, but then I, I didn't hear his name the rest of the game. The run defense was fine at the, at the start of the game. It wasn't great, but I'm very concerned about the defense because how are we going to hang with Notre Dame and Pitt and State? And I mean, we don't play Clemson. Uh, Wake Forest, when, when they get Sam Hartman back, I just didn't see anything from this defense to convince me that it's an improved defense, especially now that Tony Grimes is out. Don't know how long he's out for, but... It just seemed like it's going to be a very similar story to last year where this offense is going to be explosive. They're going to be exciting. They're going to be fun to watch. But the defense is just going to be lackluster. I do have to give someone a shout-out, though, because I, I'm glad I remember the name. Uh, Boykins, in the secondary, did not know who he was at all. Saw him in the starting lineup. Going to actually look him up right now. DeAndre Boykins. Yes, that's his name. DeAndre Boykins, sophomore. He was fantastic. He was amazing, making huge tackles in the open field. I thought he was really, really impressive. I thought he was our best secondary member yesterday, including Storm Duck. He just, he was, he, he's like, he seems like a go-getter. He went to, he went after it. He wasn't waiting. Very impressed with the tackling. I thought he was, I mean, I didn't see him that much in coverage because I wasn't really looking at him. I was watching Storm Duck and watching the safeties, but I think this is a guy who seems like he's ready to step up with with Grimes out. So I loved how DeAndre Boykins played. I thought he was super aggressive, and that's what we need from the secondary. But yeah, I'm I'm gonna see. Hopefully, the defense can get better. The App State game. I mean. I think it's normal for any Tar Heel fan to say we're worried about it because it's in boom. It's going to be a rowdy crowd. App State wants this matchup. They beat us a few years back here at UNC. Uh, and then they're a good team. And Florida A&M, they were also a pretty good team, but App State's going to be the next level up. But again, we if we want to compete in the ACC, we got to be able to stop the pass because if Florida A&M can throw all over us like they did for a good part of this game, then a lot of teams on our schedule can do the exact same thing. But overall, a win is a win. We saw a lot of good things. There are a lot of bright spots, especially offensively. Even a couple players defensively, like I said, Power Eccles, DeAndre Boykins. Those are the guys that stood out to me defensively. But if we want to win, and if we want to be a team that makes it to a bowl game, a team that maybe competes for the Coastal Division, defense has got to be better. Now, it is just game one. These are just first impressions. So... Hopefully, this is just a start and we keep improving from here. That's what we want to see. But I'm very happy with the win, uh, especially getting it to 56-24 instead of 35-24 like it was from the third to the fourth quarter. Uh, but yeah, that's pretty much all I've got for you guys today. Hope you guys enjoyed the breakdown. If you were at the game or watched the game, hope you had a good time. Great to be back in Keenan Stadium. We love the environment. Love throwing the fours up for the fourth quarter. All the and the run out and the halftime show was just amazing with the two bands working together. Oh, I mean, oh my goodness! Um, one of the best halftime shows that I have seen. Credit to the marching bands for Florida A and M and UNC. Both of them, they did an amazing job. Uh, and I'm not really a guy to pay attention to halftime shows, but wow. 
they were. I mean, it is an all around, and it was uh, an HBCU celebratory game, I believe what they call it. And I think they did a great, great job throughout the game highlighting that. So, uh, this is, I mean, a better start than last year. Last year, we went to Virginia Tech, and you were with 10th in the country and lost 17 to 10. We love uh, a home opener in Keenan Stadium. So, credit to everyone a part of it. Uh, and we will be in Boone two weeks from now. Uh, hopefully trying to avoid an upset because this is going to be a tough game. Uh, but yeah, I mean, in terms of future coverage, uh, field hockey is playing today against Iowa when soccer is playing against Baylor. I do not have Longhorn Network, so that's why I wasn't able to report on the soccer game from Thursday, but they did win 2-0 with two goals from Avery Patterson. Uh, but yeah, we'll keep the UNC coverage up for you guys. Fantasy football drafts coming up soon, so I really want to get on that. Um, obviously, I've talked about it a lot at the end of these episodes, so I'm excited for it, but you know that I'll keep you posted on all UNC Athletics, plus when the NFL season starts on September 7th or 8th, one of those days. But thank you so much for listening, and I'll speak to you next time.